Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Associate Pastor Chuck Coburn as he teaches from the Word of God. Have you ever lost something and started looking for it? And the more you look for it, the more frantic you got. And then when it was all said and done, it was right there in front of your face. Have you ever started looking for your phone and you're like, where's my phone, where's my phone, where's my phone? And finally you go, here's my phone. I am not making this up. This is a true story. When, before Preston came along in our lives, we had Jalen and Carly. And Jennifer and I went out to, uh, on a date. And so uh, her parents were watching Jalen and Carly. And we came home from the date And her father came out the door to meet us. He was as frantic as he could be. He said, I have lost Carly. And I have no idea where she's at. I mean, he's he's got tears in his eyes. He's panicking. Do you know where Carly was at? In his arms. He was holding her. And he was frantically looking for her. And yet she was right there in his arms. You know, a lot of times we can go looking for things and we are so adamant to look elsewhere that we miss it when it's right in front of our face. This morning, some of you are looking for peace and you're looking for some understanding in life and it's closer than you realize. Some of you this morning are trying to figure out how to escape the bondage and the oppression you're under. And it could come a lot sooner than you expect. Some of you this morning are trying to find fulfillment and meaning to this thing called life. And it's easier than you think. The problem is, is that the solution that you're looking for is right in front of you. But because you're looking for all the wrong answers, you're coming up with all the wrong answers. And the answer is right in front of your face. It's in the very middle of your heart and life. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. And this morning I want to speak to you on the subject, the middle of it all. Everything in life is right in the middle of your life. It's in the middle of it all. And if we will be careful enough to slow down and pay attention, we'll see it. You don't have to answer this out loud, but let's give me a real quick question. Do you know how many trees were in the middle of the Garden of Eden? Or better yet, do you know how many types of trees were in the middle of the Garden of Eden? Many people will say, yeah, I know the one tree, the tree of good and evil. But do you realize there was a second tree? And the second tree was passed up. And the second tree usually is passed up because we're too focused on good and evil rather than life. And that was the downfall of mankind, and that is the downfall of us as mankind. This is what it says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. 
It says, Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east. And there He placed the man that He'd made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground. Trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, He placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Skip down to verse 16. But the Lord God warned him, meaning he warned Adam, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you shall surely die. This morning I want us to kind of go back in time and I want us to kind of walk through Adam's life Because in walking through Adam's life, you're going to find out you're walking through your life. So, here we are. We are in the Garden of Eden. And God's created it. And He sets Adam in the Garden of Eden. And this is what God tells Adam. He says, man, you can eat of every tree in the garden except this one tree. Now, let's go back to verse 9. Look at what verse 9 says. It says, the Lord God made all sorts... Some versions say all kinds of trees up from, grow up from the ground. Trees that were what? They were beautiful and that they produced delicious fruit. So this is what he did. He made that. And, and so what we know is that God made many wonderful and beautiful things for Adam to enjoy. So could you imagine walking in the garden with the Lord? And he says, no, wait a minute, God. You mean to tell me that I can eat these grapes? You can eat these grapes, Adam. I made them just for you. Well, wait, 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 God. How about the bananas? God, you can have the bananas, Apple. Well, well Lord, you know, I, what about these peanuts on the ground? God, Adam, I made them just for you. Well, well, God, pistachios, they're yours, Adam. The bananas, they're yours, Adam. God, I've tried one of them mangoes. I'm not too sure about that, but I'm glad you made it, okay? <laughs> Adam, do you realize... Everything in this garden I made for you to enjoy, to bless you, to help you. But Adam, see, this tree, this is the one tree you stay away from. And Adam couldn't take his eyes off that tree. Now, isn't that interesting that God had created all of these other things for him to enjoy, but yet Adam could not stay unfocused from the thing he couldn't enjoy. And that's a lot like us. Church, God has created so many wonderful things for you and I to enjoy that if we were ever to stay focused on those things, we wouldn't have to worry about all those things that are going to kill us. God has blessed us with the beauty of creation. Some of you don't realize this, but the sun does rise, okay? Some of you don't wake up early enough. I understand. The, the, the sun does rise. God just doesn't hang it out in the middle of the day at noon, okay? It does come up. Some of us see it come up. God made the sun rise just for us. God made the oceans on the beach, the crashing of the waves, just for you. God made those wonderful trees that you can enjoy the fruit, the vegetables, the animals to eat, just for you to enjoy. Let me go further. God made this wonderful thing called a relationship with Him just for you. God made a relationship between a husband and wife 
that we could enjoy it for all of our lives. But you know what? When we decide to step outside the boundaries of what God created and the wonders He created, it will cause us death and devastation. See, when pornography enters into a relationship, when adultery enters into a relationship, death only follows. God never created it that way. God created for a man and a woman to enjoy one another and enjoy each other for the rest of their lives until death do they part. But when we step outside the boundaries that God created, and, and the reason why God created boundaries was not to take the fun out of life. God created boundaries to give you the fun of life. Speak to people who have had their spouse cheat on them. Speak to people who've been through divorce. It doesn't feel good. It's not what they intended. But because they stepped outside of the boundaries that God created, it has crushed them. The reason why God creates rules in our life and the reason why He creates those things is to keep us safe, to give us life, and to enjoy life. He never intended to take the fun out of life. He intended to give us fun. But anytime you and I step outside of that guidelines that God's created, trouble comes about. Do you realize God has given you the privilege of having a new life through Jesus Christ? Your sins can be forgiven. Guilt and shame can go away. Your past can be let go. But you've got to learn to step away from those things. You've got to learn to let those things go. Church, God has given us so many wonderful things in life to enjoy. But the problem is, we always want to focus on the things that we can't have, rather than on the things that God's given us. And God has given us so much in life that we really don't have to focus on what we don't get. For instance, let's look up on the screen real quick. On this screen, tell me what you see. Yeah, everybody sees what? The black dot. You don't see the huge white, do you? You only see the black dot. That's the way you are in your life. You always notice what you don't have rather than notice what you could have. You always notice what you can't get rather than notice what you have. God has blessed us with so many wonderful things, but we are so focused on what we don't have that we miss out on what we have. We've got to learn to enjoy what we have. And I promise you, if you'll learn to enjoy what you have, life gets good. It's, it's not going mean, to... Trust me. There were years in my life that I wish I were taller than I am now. Years. But I'm enjoying what I've got because when I get in trouble, I can get in front of you crowd and they can't find me. <laughs> Casey can't do that. He's tall, man. You can see him. There's Casey. You know? There's some advantages to being short. Learn to enjoy... What you have. God blessed Adam with, with so many wonderful things. And God has blessed you and I with so many wonderful things that if we will focus on the love, that we will focus on the joy, that if we will focus on the relationship with God Almighty, you won't have to worry about anything else. It's, it's kind of like, this is the best way I can describe this. It's kind of like a young kid, he's going to Disney World. And he's been... He's been many times. But one of the things this young boy has to remember is that he doesn't do going good going around and around. In fact, his dad used to kind of sling him around as a kid, and he'd get sick, you know, everything would come up. And, and his father said, now, son, when you go to Disney World, remember, do not ride the teacups. You can ride any other ride, but you remember what happens when you ride the teacups. Yes, sir, I remember. So they go to Disney World, you know, and they're riding all the rides, Space Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, I mean, he's enjoying this. 
And then his buddy says, hey, we need to go ride the teacups. And he thinks for a minute. You know, I was young then. I've grown up. I think I can handle it. He says, okay. But before we go, I'm kind of hungry. Can we eat? So he eats. And then they get on the teacups. And for the first 15 seconds, he said, yep, I've grown up. I can handle this. And then after the first 30 seconds, he goes, nope. I realize that it's all over with now. And within the first minute and a half, now him and his friends are wearing lunch all over. (laughs) See, we get to the place in our life where God says, hey, you can't do that. And you go, oh, no, 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 I've matured. I've grown up. I can handle this. And then you engage or you involve yourself in the thing that God tells you not to. And before you realize it, you have not only ruined your life, but you've ruined everybody else's life around you. Because God blessed you with things to enjoy, and you've got to realize what God has told us not to do. So here's Adam. Lord, I can have all these wonderful things, right? And the Lord said, yeah, Adam, everything but this one tree. And notice where the tree is at. We pick this back up in verse 9. The tree, it says in Genesis 2.9, it says, In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. In the middle. Now, I'm sure Adam was saying, you know, Lord, we would both be better off, better off Lord, if you maybe put that tree like over here on the backside of the, the swamp over there. Or, or God, if you don't mind, see the mountains over there? Could you put that tree on the backside of the mountain? God, right here in the middle is not a good place for it to be. Because you realize, Lord, every day, this is where I come. This is where the waterfall is at, Lord. This is where I get to drink my water. This is where all the... the Lord, this is where I'm at. I'm, it's in the middle, Lord. And, and the tree is not good in the middle of my life. God, if it were up to you, God, could we move that tree? Do you know why that tree was in the middle of the garden? I mean, why didn't God put the tree of knowledge of good and evil somewhere else? Because in the very middle of our lives, each and every day, we have to make a choice whether to love the Lord or go after the world. It doesn't matter. Adam probably wished it wasn't there. And let's be honest, most of us wish the temptations, the struggles, the adversities we face, we wish it wasn't here. And we wish it wasn't in the middle of our life. But we have to understand that in the very middle of our life, each and every day, we'll be faced with choices. And we have to choose the right choice. Everything happens in the middle of your life. Everything happens in the middle of my life. God designed it that way. God wants people who will love Him and will prove their faith and love to Him by making the right choices each and every day. Do you realize you can move away from here, but your problems are going to follow you? You realize you can leave all the people you know. Your problems are still going to follow you because each and every day we make the choices we make based upon the person we are. And it'll be in the very center of your life. Numbers tells us that when they built the tabernacle of the Lord, guess where the tabernacle of the Lord was built and where it stayed? In the middle of them. It was in their very heart. And in the very heart of our life, each and every day, we're going to walk. And we either have to walk with the Lord or we have to walk away from the Lord. It's our choice. Adam probably thought, Lord, I wish it wasn't here. But what the Lord was trying to encourage Adam to understand was, Adam, the reason why it's here in the middle is because in the middle of your life, each and every day, you'll make choices that will either bring you life or bring you death. 
Please make the right choice. I like this quote. It says, The problem is we pursue the best choices too slow and we settle for wrong alternatives too fast. And that is the truth. Church, we pursue the best choices too slow and we pursue the wrong alternatives too fast. There's a song that's been out for many years by Casting Crowns called Caught in the Middle. And, and I love the words. Somewhere between the hot and the cold. Somewhere between the new and an old. Somewhere between who I am and who I used to be. Somewhere in the middle you'll find me. Somewhere between wrong and right. Somewhere between darkness and the light. Somewhere between who I was and who you're making me to be. Somewhere in the middle you'll find me. Somewhere between my heart and my hands. Somewhere between my faith and my plans. Somewhere between the safety of the boat and the crashing waves. Somewhere between a whisper and a roar. Somewhere between the altar and the door. Somewhere in the middle you'll find me. And so often we are caught in the middle. And we really don't need to be caught in the middle. We really need to make up our minds today that God has blessed us with many wonderful things in life to enjoy. You're sitting here this morning in an air-conditioned building. You're breathing. You're comfortable. You'll probably go eat afterwards. Life's good. So what's the complaint? We have to learn to enjoy what the Lord's given us. He placed Adam there in the Garden of Eden to enjoy... And Adam would enjoy everything if Adam hadn't stepped outside the boundaries. So in the, in the process of, of doing this message, I get up early in the morning and I'm preparing. And um, I got up one morning and lo and behold, one of our dogs starts whining. And it whined and it whined. And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> you know I'm trying to read and prepare and pray and this dog is not helping us out. So what I did was I tried to pacify it and that stupid dog would not stop whining. So now, but then it whines to get back inside. That's the problem. And needless to say, at my house, it's a democratic vote and I'm out voted four to one with our dog. So I just, I have to live. I made choices, church. I made choices. And I've got to live with my choices with these three dogs. So finally I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to ignore this dog and I'm just going to press in. And that's exactly what I did. Now here's what's funny. The moment I made up my mind to do that and the moment I started doing that, guess what happened? That dog just shut up. Teach me, Lord. I'm learning, okay? Use a stupid dog for a stupid man, but I'm learning, okay? I'm learning. So anyway, so here we have Adam. God's made all these wonderful things in the garden. But right in the middle of the garden, Adam sees this tree. And then we have to ask the question this morning, why did Adam and Eve choose that tree? Why is that? Let me, let me kind of give you three reasons why Adam chose the tree. Number one, it was, it was more appealing. It was more attractive. I mean, Genesis 3, 6 says Eve... This is Eve. So she saw that the tree was beautiful. I mean, she, she saw that. So 
we know that whatever reason, this tree stood out among all the other trees in the garden. And if you, you look up on the screen, here's a picture of some fruit trees. And I understand. I mean, the apple, and the apple has got a bad rap. Okay, we don't know what tree it was. It's always you eating the apple, and the poor apple. And maybe apple, the apple company's got a bad rap too, I don't know. But at least the fruit apple has gotten a bad rap. When you start looking at mangoes and avocados and peaches, I understand why they would probably have her eating the apple. I mean, it would look funny, Eve, trying to eat a mango. Look at this beautiful tree. Look at the mango. I mean, but we see that whatever reason, when they saw that tree, it was different than the other trees, and she noticed that it was beautiful and attractive. And, and sometimes you have to be very careful with beautiful and attractive trees. For instance, this one up here is called a, this tree here is called a flax leaven um, tree. And the flax leaven Daphne is what it's called. Three to five of those berries you eat will kill you within six hours. Poisonous. But yet it looks pretty. Eve and Adam were attracted to this tree. The devil always makes things so attractive. Always. Remember, Adam had everything you could possibly imagine except this one tree one tree and yet for whatever reason it just all of a sudden seems so beautiful to him let's be honest there are things right now that attract you that you know good and well you don't need it looks so good it seems like it could be so right for you i mean it, notice that when they have tv commercials Let's be honest, when you see TV commercials, they, they never have some bald-headed short guy advertising it. They always have some guy ripped abs, you know, looking young guy, you know. He's advertising whatever, whether it's some drink, whether it's some food, because you go, woo! If I eat those donuts, I'll look like that. I've got to have it. <laughs> they never do, do they? Never, never! Because the devil knows that if I can attract you, that's all I need to do is attract you. I'm going to hook you. And so that's what happened with Adam and Eve. They got hooked. They saw the tree, and the tree was just beautiful to them. But not only that, the tree also, number two, seemed to be very uh, satisfying to their craving. They, they noticed it, and they said, you know what? That's probably going to satisfy me. I mean, I don't know how all the other foods didn't satisfy them in the garden, but notice what Eve says, and its fruit looked delicious. This thing looks good, and I bet it's going to taste good. I bet it's going to crave the appetite I have. Now, this is just something you need to know real quick. Anytime you start having cravings, that is your body telling you something that you're missing. You ever done this? Like you said, man, I'm hungry. And you eat something salty, you're like, no, that's not it. And you eat something sweet. And you keep eating because your body is lacking some nutrient. And you keep eating until you find Anybody ever done that? I mean, your body goes, hey, 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 you're missing something. You go, I'm hungry. And you just start eating. God also gives us that sense in our spiritual life. The moment you start craving things, you've got to say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm missing something. Something is lacking in my life. And I need to figure out what it is. And let me just be honest. It's never what you think it is. Never. It's never what you dream it is. 
when you start craving these things, it's more than likely you're lacking in your spiritual life, you're lacking in the relationship and the fellowship with God, and He's trying to warn you with that, and you've got to be sensitive enough to feel that and find that. And you have to learn the, the warning signs. Your body is so good to give you warning signs. So let me just speak from personally from my warning sign. Here's when I know I'm lacking spiritually. Here's when I know I'm missing something with God. When I want to buy everything under the sun. You know what? I could use some new golf clubs. You know, I could use a new car. I could use... And I go down the list of everything I want to buy. Church, that's the warning sign for me. I don't know what it'll be for you. But when I start having that, I'm like, okay, God, I've missed it somewhere. I am missing you somewhere in my spiritual life. And, and I need to figure it out quickly because if I start buying everything, I'm going to be in big trouble. It's just common sense, church. Common sense. You've got to figure out when you start having these cravings, what am I missing? And the missing is not a physical entity. It's not an emotional entity. It's a spiritual relationship with the Lord that you need. And when you get back to that, you'll be okay. Think about this. When Adam and Eve were around this tree, was the Lord there? No, He wasn't there. Satan was there, but God wasn't there. Notice He was out of the picture. Notice He was away from them. Now they have the craving. Now they have the desire. Now they have the want and the will and the wish to eat what they're supposed to not eat. When God gets removed, when God gets out of your life, pretty soon you're going to have all the wrong cravings in life, and it's going to devastate you if you're not careful. Here's one that may help you out. This is kind of a freebie this morning. If you are always finding fault in others, that is because you're at fault. Let me say that again. If you're always finding fault in others, that's because you're at fault. Have you ever been around somebody that they always find the fault in somebody else? They're all, you're, uh, he's, uh, you know why? It's because they're always at fault. They're the one that's struggling spiritually. They're the ones that have problems and are trying to find everybody else's problem to help make them feel better. So if you're finding fault in everybody else, just know today, this is a freebie for you. You're at fault. You're the one at fault. Because let's be honest, we all are at fault. Learn to love one another and we'll be okay. So here we are. God's not in the picture. We see the tree is delicious. And usually when God's not in life, we usually pursue things we're not supposed to because it looks satisfying, looks gratifying, and then we indulge in it. And number three is this. It would be the answer they were looking for. I mean, that's it. Eve's like, you know what? This is the answer we've been looking for all of our life. This is it. Not that all the other trees and all the fruits and all the vegetables and everything God's blessed us with was the answer, but this will be the answer. And that's what the Bible says. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. That's what she wanted. And so they did. And after they ate of the tree, then the sin comes in the picture, the remorse. You ever, you ever heard this thing called buyer's remorse? I read this story about this young couple that they were just getting started. And they found this cute little old house. And it was right around a wooded area and it was just perfect for them. They thought this would be right. They set up a time to go look at it. They looked at it. They went back and looked at it again. And finally they got it and they moved in. And their very first night they were in the house, about 2 o'clock in the morning, 
all of a sudden, everything in the house started shaking. And, and they could hear this huge whistle coming, and they thought it was a tornado. Come to find out, they only lived about 75 yards from a train track, and the trees blocked that. And in between, at 2 o'clock, at 4.30, and at 6 o'clock in the morning, a huge freight train would come by every day and just rattle everything in the house and wake them up. They realized they were in trouble. And they couldn't sell the house because everybody knew but them. Everybody knew about the house but them. Sometimes we have to learn that when we go wrong, we're going to learn the hard way. Let me give you this passage of Scripture. You don't hear any other Scripture today. Please hear this one. It comes out of Hebrews eleven twenty four and 25. And this is what it says. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. See, if sin wasn't so fun, we wouldn't partake in it. But sin's fun. But what we need to understand, it's only fun for a moment. And then the devastation that leaves you, the devastation it will have on you will last you sometimes a lifetime or an eternity. What Satan convinced Adam and Eve was like, you need this. This will help you out. This will be perfect. It looks delicious. I bet it will satisfy my craving. And then they finally ate of it and it left them devastated. And if you're not careful and I'm not careful, when we start having cravings in life, we start going after things that the Lord has never told us to go after, it's not only going to devastate us, it's going to devastate those around us. And what's really crazy is that you are the only person in the world that it'll make complete sense to, and everybody else will think you're an idiot. You ever notice that? You will do something, and you'll think, this makes perfectly good sense. And everybody around you says, I don't even know why you're doing that. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen a human being do. But we are humans. And when we step outside of the Lord's guidance, we'll do crazy things. And we have to be careful not to allow the enemy to lure us, to attract us, and to hook us into those things. So here's Adam and Eve. They're in the garden. God's provided them with all these wonderful things to enjoy. And yet they go after the one thing that they're not supposed to have. And it costs them dearly. All because they walked away from the Lord and they made the decisions they shouldn't have made. I am not making this up. This is a true story. I get a phone call a couple weeks ago. And it was the Nissan dealer. We have a Nissan van. And the lady induces herself and she said, Hey, Mr. Coburn, how are you doing today? I said, I'm doing great. She said, I have noticed that you bought your van brand new. I said, yes, I did. And I have noticed that you have been so faithful to maintain it since the very beginning of it. In fact, we've noticed that not only your van has been maintenanced every time it needed to be, it's in immaculate shape. Mr. Coburn, would you be willing to come in today and buy a new van? I started laughing. I said, ma'am, no, I will not. She said, well, why not? I said, because you just told me that my van has been well-maintenanced and it's in immaculate shape. Why would I want to do that? But some of you would go... You know, that's a good idea. You know, I have, I've had this van for a few years now. I think I, there's nothing buying a new car, but if it's going to get you in debt, leave it alone. But the enemy will say, you know what? Now's a good time to do this. When you go, have I prayed about this? Have I sought the Lord about this? 
Remember, God has created things for our pleasure and for our good. And when we stay within the confines of God's word and God's will, we'll enjoy life. I'm not saying life's always going to be fun and adventurous and easy, but we can enjoy life to the fullest. So here's the, here's the question. Why should we then choose the tree of life? Why should have Adam and Eve chose the tree of life? Well, church, you don't have to be a theologian. It's pretty simple because it brings you life. Some of you right now haven't lived in years. You're struggling. You're just surviving. You're in the survival mode rather than being in the faith mode and in the blessed mode and in the move forward mode. That's what you're doing. You're just surviving because you're doing it all on your own. Rather than allowing the Lord to forgive you, rather than the Lord to lead you and to guide you and to empower you, to enable you to do the things that God's called you to do. The reason why Adam and Eve should have chosen the tree of life because it would have given them life. This tree of life that the Bible talks about is amazing. It would have given them wisdom. It gives us wisdom. Do any of you need wisdom making the right choices? Going to the right job, saying the right words. You know what? Wisdom is just everything you'll ever need. I wish I hadn't have said that to him. I wish I hadn't have been there. I wish I hadn't have done that. And if you'd have had wisdom and prayed about it, you'd have never done it. That's what the tree of life is for. Not only that, it will enable you to give good deeds. It will empower you to do the right thing, not the wrong thing. It will also fulfill your dreams. Some of you have dreams. Do you realize the Bible says you follow the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart and not only that, He will fulfill your dreams. We're not talking about the nightmares. We're talking about the dreams. It'll also give you gentle words. Words that will not only help you in your life, but words that will also help other people in life. Church, it's the tree that we choose. We either choose the tree of good and evil or we choose the tree of life. And it's right in the very middle, in the heart of our life, that we have to make this choice each and every day. Listen to what this says in Revelation 22.2. It flowed down the center of the main street, talking about the river. On each side of the river grew the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. Some of you are broken this morning. You've had a, bad, had a rough upbringing, had a bad marriage. Do you realize the Lord wants to heal you this morning? Some of you are so afraid of things, you don't know how to get out of your shell. And God wants to heal you this morning. Some of you are just in bondage. You're, you're, you're captured by your past. You're captured by your presence. And God wants to heal you this morning. But He can't until you're willing to step out and take the tree of life. But see, the devil's convinced some of you this morning that that'll never happen. And you're right, it'll never happen until you step out and take him by, by his hand and walk in faith. God created the tree of life for you and for me. He created his son Jesus to forgive us of our sins. He created his son, create, that's a bad, excuse me. Jesus became a man died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. He created us to enjoy that forgiveness. He created us to enjoy this life. And we can if we'll trust Him. If we'll follow Him.
and if we'll love Him. But we get too focused on in front of us rather than on down the road. Last year, I had the privilege of going over to Wilson's Children's Hospital. I was, we were visiting a young lady over there. And right in the middle of this room was this three-year-old little boy named Micah. And Micah was on dialysis. He'd been on dialysis since birth, pretty much. And he was going to be there for three or four hours. I don't think we were in that room five minutes. And I heard little Micah say, Cheeky! And of course, I'm nosy by nature. I kind of leaned over, because there was a curtain separating us. And, and he was laying on the bed going, Cheeky! And the nurse said, He's asked for some chicken nuggets, and they're coming. She started playing with him. It wasn't a minute goes by. He'd go, Chicky. His focus was on that chicken, not on his dialysis. And finally, they brought this young lady named Amanda in, beautiful young nurse, and uh, she came in, and his eyes grew like saucers. I mean, he, he thought she was like the best thing ever. She wasn't there a minute later, and he goes, Chicky. That three-year-old's only focus in life was those chicken nuggets. And I understand he's three. He doesn't understand the importance of dialysis and and just the, the filtering of the blood. But what I learned that day was we're the same way. All we can figure out is I need this right here and now. Lord, I know you want to give me a blood transfusion. I know you want to change me. I know you want to enable me, you want to empower me, you want to help me. But God, the only thing I can think of right now is my physical body. The only thing I can think about is my desires. And Lord, I realize that when I focus on myself, my will, my ways, I will die a miserable death. As this three-year-old boy could not think of anything but his chicken rather than his blood transfusion. We're the same way. God wants to set you free this morning. God wants to help you. But if you can't get past your wants and your wills and your ways, you'll never experience it. This probably is the saddest verse you'll ever read in the Bible. Genesis 3.22 says this. Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out Take the fruit from the tree of life and eat it. Then they will live forever. Do you realize Adam and Eve had the tree of life in front of their face and they never engaged in it? Pull it back up. Notice what it says. What if, there's that famous word, what if they reach out, take the fruit from the tree of life and eat it? They had never eaten it. They hadn't eaten it. Never experienced it. How in the world could it be in front of them? How in the world could they go to enjoy it and yet they miss it? Because it just wasn't that appealing to them. And if you're not careful this morning, you'll do the exact same thing. You're struggling with things. You're burdened with things. And God has got His Son here to save you, to deliver you, to rescue you. And you'll walk out worry about where you're going to go eat to lunch rather than having a Savior save your life and change you. You're under oppression. You're under bondage. You're experiencing a lot of difficulties. And life is here in this building this morning named Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is embrace Him, walk away from your sins, and allow Him to change you. 
But if you're so busy worried about all those little things in your life, you'll miss the best thing in your life called Jesus Christ. If Adam and Eve would have been focused on the tree of life rather than the tree of good and evil, they would have lived forever. And church, if we will embrace Jesus Christ in His love and His forgiveness, then we will live forever. Ever. Let today be the day you give up who you've been for who you could become. That means today is the day you quit looking at the tree of good and evil. You embrace the tree of life. You come forward to this altar. You make Jesus Christ your Lord. You walk away from those things and allow Him to make you a new person. Let's pray. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.